It's my pleasure to welcome Dr. Daniel Keith to the podcast, who joins us by phone today from his office in Bismarck, North Dakota. Dr. Keith is chair of the AAO Council on New and Younger Members. He'll fill us in on the work of the council, which we will refer to as CONUM for the remainder of this podcast. Welcome, Dr. Keith, and thank you for taking time to talk with us today. Uh, thank you very much, Pam. Thanks for facilitating this call, and uh, special thanks to the Board of Trustees for their encouragement for all we do on Conum and, and for our first initial podcast. Looking forward to today's visit. Yes, and, and the first of many to come, I hope. For those people who are not particularly familiar with Conum, can you tell us a little bit about its purpose? Sure, Pam. Well, well Conum, or the Council on New and Younger Members, actually began as a committee back in 1999 and was transitioned to a council in uh, 2004 and really there's a lot of different purposes behind and, and duties behind what our council does to represent the new and young members which is a very or an ever-growing uh, faction within our as association but what our purpose is is to be representatives for uh, new and young members and, and to represent their interests uh, not only to the board of trustees but to the association at large of the of the AAO when you look at look at all the things that's happened on, on the global scale in orthodontics all the way down to the national scale within our association we have many graduates you know the number of graduates is, is growing every year the number of people entering the orthodontic workforce in, in our country and something that we take a lot of pride in is to be able to help these new and young members transition into the AAO whether that's in a leadership role whether that's in simply as a membership role you know whatever they're looking to do and whatever role they're willing to play the AAO is certainly excited about that and and Conum is excited about this ever-growing presence of new and young member interest in the association so so very exciting but our primary goal is simply to be a voice of communication in, in two-way street from our new and young members to the AAO, to the Board of Trustees, and taking information back from them and filling in the holes as a council in between. Are new and younger members making up a larger proportion of uh, AAO membership, do you know? Well, I, I sure think so. And from everything that, that we've seen from um, AAO membership numbers, I know this is a very a dynamic group and an ever-growing group with um, an increased number of residencies as the years have have gone on, and, and I think one thing that we're seeing from my involvement in Conum the last couple of years is not only growing in numbers, but growing in interest in being involved, and, and that's really what's most exciting, and, and that's one of our primary purpose is to spark interest from new and young members to play an active role in our association. And that's so important because once you're involved, you become a big supporter. It really is. Membership buy-in and buy-in within the association starts early. The board is aware of that, and we're aware of that, and, and we're really just trying to come up with as many opportunities for new and young members' voice to be heard, both loudly and clearly with actions and in words, uh, to play a difference in our association. Because like you said, if you, if you get people involved early, um, they take some ownership in our association, take some interest, and want to be involved for a lifetime. And really, that's our ultimate intent. Dr. Keith, can you tell me how Con is similar to other AAO councils and, and how it might 
differ from other AAO councils? Well, sure. We, we as Condom have a, have a role, and, and that is to represent the wishes of new and young members. So that's our main, that's our main charge, to be their voice, just as many of the other councils um, have a charge as, as dictated by the association, by the Board of Trustees. For example, the COC, the Council of, on Communication, deals with communication issues between members and between our association and the consumer. That's, and that's one example. So everyone has a, has a specific agenda or tasks as to what they're supposed to do. I think the big difference um, between our council of new and young members and maybe the other councils that represent the association is simply that uh, we're representing the membership at large of new and young members and it isn't just one task we are representing every you know every need that they might have whether that's um, growing their career whether that's finding job opportunities whether that's finding mentors uh, whether that is communicating up the chain of command within the AAO ideas that they might have so really we're we're looking at a maybe a little bit more broader perspective within the association than some of the more narrow-focused other councils might be. That is one big job you guys have. So you're a new and younger member. Do you think that your peers are, are understanding the benefits of belonging to the AAO and how the AAO is able to help them throughout their careers? Well, I really think, Pam, that that's, a, that's an ever-growing challenge for the association, for us as Conum, but for the association at large, is how do you, one, enhance membership value, but how do you inform members of what that value is? I know um, being in my fourth year of practice, it wasn't too long ago where I was just exiting residency and entering in it and at that time you really you don't know what you don't know and you're always trying to figure out the orthodontic side of of things and now as you get a little further in your career you start to explore the association and you start to explore what can the AAO do for me and what vice versa uh, what can I do for them and fortunately the AAO is extremely good about um, putting opportunities on websites, putting membership value, really advertising what it is to be an AAO member and what the benefits are that you can reap for that. But it's an ever-growing challenge, and I know we as a counselor are, are constantly racking our brains to come up with um, better ways to exemplify what the benefits of AAO membership are to our new and young member uh, constituents because, again, like you said, if you show value to members of our association early and you gain that buy-in, you get them for a lifetime. And I know that's not only our goal, but uh, certainly the goal of the Board of Trustees and the association at large. Dr. Keith, you mentioned you're just four years out of your residency. Was there a time when you considered not joining the AAO? Well, that, that's really a great question. And for me personally, uh, there wasn't a time. And I can attribute that to great mentorship. I mean, when I was thinking about uh, going into orthodontics, the the seasoned practitioners that I was uh, shadowing and following around and asking questions about the profession were very active members within the association, not only at the national level, uh, but at the regional level and, and at the state level. And they sort of served as, as inspirations for, for me and, and were the impetus behind me wanting to, to get involved. I think one of the, the biggest things that I remember as encouraging my wanting to get involved in the AAO actually comes back to, I guess it's been about five or six years now to when I attended GORP, uh, the Graduate Orthodontic Residence Program uh, in Ann Arbor, Michigan, for the first time. 
and it had the opportunity to hear Dr. Vince Kokic and Dr. Jim McNamara speak. And, and one of the things that just really resonates with me to this day is um, Dr. McNamara made the comment that by being in this room, and we were in a room with, with fellow first and second year residents, that, that you now belong to something greater than yourself. And, and really only through active participation does the association thrive. And, and it maybe sounds trite, but it's so true. Um, we do, and I just, for me, again, speaking personally, I'm, I always felt a, an obligation to the profession that we're joining to play an active role, because if you want to see our, our association and our profession as a whole thrive, um, it's up to us, it's up to this next generation of, of orthodontists to make a difference. Dr. Keith, was there or or is there a particular member benefit that most surprised you when when you became a member of the AAO? Well, Pam, the annual session is always kind of the crown jewel, as we like to refer to it, of of membership value and of membership benefit. And I think from a clinical standpoint and certainly from a social standpoint in terms of camaraderie with with classmates or with other members of the AAO, that's always always been a highlight to me. And and just how great of an experience that is, I I continue to uh, glean more and more from attendance every year. But sometimes I think it's the little things that you you forget that the AAO has to offer that is, is become most useful to me. I mean, um, from um, being involved at our state level within the Orthodontic Society, I've had many opportunities to visit with Kevin Dillard and Sean Murphy, uh, the association's legal counsel, about a number of questions that maybe come up in everyday practice, whether it's in in our own practice here or in uh, other constituents' practices. So that legal services has been just a a really nice uh, crutch whenever you have a question about about anything to be able to reach out to to guys like Kevin and Sean. Another thing, I I can't tell you the number of times that I've reached out to Sherry in the membership department to to get a member's number or to get an email list about the state of North Dakota and wanting to email our fellow orthodontists or put together a study group or, or different things like that. So so often we think about the annual session as, as being our, our prime crux of, of what we get from our association's membership, but really there's so many fringe benefits that one really needs to explore, and you can find out more of those benefits by, by looking on the AEO's website and just doing a little digging and, and seeing all there is to offer. And there certainly is a lot, and, and that kind of leads us into some of the many things that Conum is involved in, and one of them, I think, is uh, involvement in a new mentoring program that's being rolled out. What has uh, Conum's involvement been in this? Pam, this is a really exciting thing, especially right now as we approach, uh, we're into July of, of 2017, and this is kind of the big rollout of the AEO's mentoring program. And Just a, a brief history, if I can, um, the AEO started discussing this, um, to my knowledge, all the way back to into 2014, and, and I can personally remember being in a Conum meeting in 2016 with then-President Dr. Morris Poole coming in and talking about the mentoring program to our council as they were charging us with kind of putting the, the nuts and bolts of this program together. And he really emphasized how important that the Board of Trustees felt that having a active mentorship program for this ever-growing new and young member demographic was going to be um, moving forward, you know, a great membership value um, and so 
how things kind of circulated was we got into 2016 and a trial run, basically a pilot program was was launched with just around 80 or 90 uh, participants, so a, a very good number for for the pilot program. And what we're we're looking at were mentors and mentees. There was a, a group mentorship and there was an individual mentorship aspect, and you could head down either one of those paths, whatever suited you better. If you were if you were looking to find an individual mentor, someone to talk on the phone with, talk over email, whether that was clinical points, whether that was marketing, whether that was building a practice, you know, really the, the is unlimited potential as to what you could discuss with your mentor. So that was the individual or one-on-one mentorship option or route that you could take within this program. The, the other path that one can take is if maybe you aren't interested or maybe you don't quite have the time to be involved in a one-on-one mentorship, well, then you can get into a group mentorship. And, and these are more content-focused where one group might focus on building a practice. Another group might focus on clinical pearls and et cetera, et cetera, from there on forward. So it really gives a person a number of options depending on what level of involvement you're interested in in such a program and what it is you're you're hoping to glean from that. So the pilot program launched successfully in 2016, which brings us to today. And from the latest numbers that, that I got from our AAO liaison, Mr. Brandon Hackworth, we have over 180 registr- registrants in the mentoring program, which is 123 mentees and 61 mentors, which we as a council really feel is phenomenal for our first year and hope that this is something that that takes off and, and continues to grow. Again, speaking from my personal experience, when you're when you're in residency, you've got all kinds of mentorship. You, you've got faculty, you've got adjunct uh, faculty, you've got staff with you at all times. It's really a it's it's a reality check when you leave the doors of whatever university you're at because uh, being in private practice, whether you're with a, a DSO or whether you're an associate or whether you build a, a scratch start or you purchase a practice uh, from another orthodontist that's retiring, you know there is a lot to be learned and and uh, you're on your own. And one of the the goals of the mentorship program is not only to find someone who can help you out short term, but find someone who can help you out long term. So. We're really excited, and it's just getting kicked off for this year, and I hope to come back with with great news at our next update. That just sounds like a great program. And for those listeners who may want to become mentees or mentors, how can they do that? Absolutely, and if you head to the AAO's website, which is aaoinfo.org, you'll search for the Education tab, and there's a Mentoring Program link right underneath that tab, and it's a, a very smooth transition um, through from the AAO website to becoming a mentee or a mentor. So, so really, we encourage anyone who is interested read about the program, talk to some others who have been involved, and um, and put yourself out there. I think from both a mentorship uh, standpoint and from the mentee standpoint, there's a lot to be learned on both aspects no matter no matter what you do and and really one one interesting thing I might add that was really I thought was really neat Pam was when I was at the AAO on the annual session in San Diego a few months ago and was just happened to be walking through the hallways and here I saw a meeting point for mentors and mentees that had participated in the pilot program and, and isn't that really cool I mean it's bringing the mentorship program to life so it goes beyond the email or it goes beyond telephone but a real-life relationship um, mentor and mentee and and I'm sure that that's something that's going to be continued as the AAO grows this program and and looks for ways to 
connect our individuals on an even greater level beyond electronic media. That's great. And and let's change gears just a little bit and talk about a, a survey that Conum initiated that has to do with annual session. Can you uh, shed a little bit of light on that for us, please? Uh, sure, Pam. Well, this actually, the idea of this survey was born um, in early 2017 at the annual Conum meeting. It was actually a joint meeting with COMJEC, which uh, the Council on Membership Ethics and Judicial Concerns. And we were talking about the annual session and just how great of a membership benefit it is and how important that we as a council or as councils at that time felt it was for everyone to have the opportunity to attend the annual session, uh, to see members in action, uh, to see the association in action. And so we had started to toss around a few ideas as, well, what can we do to make, make the annual session more appealing to members, especially to new and young members, to make sure we get them there early in their career? So it led to the putting forward of survey uh, to figure out, well, what is it that, that determines whether a new young member attends the annual session? And we had great feedback from uh, our new young members, which were members that had been in practice for 10 years or less. Um, and the results of the survey were, were really interesting. Um, and we looked at a couple of, of different factors. And the things that really stood out as um, what a, what are things you look forward to? Well, the camaraderie was one, the CE was another one, um, the clinical lectures, uh, the hands-on courses. So I, I could go on and on, but there's a, a lot of perceived value from our new and young members out there in the annual session, which was great, which was great to hear. Conversely, you know, we also wanted to hear well, members who don't go that are in their first 10 years. You know, why don't they go? What are what are the factors that are that are inhibiting one's attendance? And we kind of focused on on two, or two really stood out to us. And one was the cost of lodging, uh, the cost of travel expenses to get there, and the second one was lost revenue from having to leave your offices. And and that's something that that we acknowledged, and we had kind of been kicking back and forth as as council on new and young members as. You know, these issues is, is how do we make uh, the annual session a priority for all our new, new and young members? And now we know what it is that what it is that they're looking for. You know, they're looking for affordability and availability to attend. So this survey was just sort of the starting point for us. Now we've got a lot of data. Uh, we're in active communication with the Board of Trustees to, to brainstorm with them and, and to collectively come up with ideas that can uh, facilitate uh, attending the annual session uh, to everyone no matter what point they are in their careers, whether seasoned or a new practitioner. So, again, look for, look for hopefully plenty of updates uh, in future podcasts on the outcome of that survey and, and motions moving forward because of it. You had uh, mentioned a little earlier about the Graduate Orthodontic Residence Program, or uh, known as GORP. Is Conum going to be involved in the GORP meeting this year in August? Right, we sure will, Pam, and I have such great memories from attending GORP as a resident and, and definitely one of the highlights of the, the 30 months that I spent in an orthodontic residency program. So um, one, of the, one of the ways that Conum interacts with that is we always send a representative to represent our, our council for those uh, two days' worth of the meeting. And, and not only are they there to circulate and to listen to uh, the residents, to, to get a sense for, you know, what are – to hear their excitements, to hear their trepidations about entering the career, you know, that's one thing, but we also have an opportunity as our, our council representative that's there to take the stage in front of all of all of the attendees and, and give a presentation, talk about what 
it means to be a young member within the association, and more importantly, what we as a council condom can do to facilitate your entrance into this great career. Um, like I said at the top of the show, we're here to serve our new and young members, and we're constantly reaching out to them to hear what it is they need from us. So a great interaction between our council and uh, residents at, at the early stages in, the, in their career where they're just excited to get out, get practicing, and, and we want to see that same excitement uh, in turn turn around towards their wanting to be involved in our association. Dr. Keith, not long ago, the AO Board of Trustees approved appointing condom members to act as liaisons to other AAO councils. Uh, can you tell us what the thinking is behind this action, why it's important for condom representative to, representatives to serve as liaisons to AAO councils, and just how involved are these liaisons actually going to be in the work of the councils? This was actually a, another proposal or thought that uh, had its origination back to our 2017 meeting at AAO headquarters in St. Louis in conjunction with uh, Comcheck. And one of the things that we were talking about um, as a council on new and young members was that we're hearing from the constituents that we serve that new and young members want their voices to be heard. They want to have a seat at, at the table with the association as a whole. They want to be actively involved in not only what's happening for new members, but the decisions that are affecting the association at large, whether it's communication issues, whether it's health care issues, whether it's uh, insurance-related issues, you know, all getting back to the councils and committees that the AAO has. And as we were talking about these things, we were batting back and forth a few ideas as well. How do we, how do we put a condom member onto each of these various uh, councils? Should we um, have them interact via telephone with, with other councils and then they can come back and report to us? Should we appoint a, a member from each various council to come back to condom and give a report on what's happening throughout the association? And as we started to think about things more and more, it, it continued to become clear to us that, well, we didn't want to hear it from a secondhand source. We wanted to be the source as a council. So we put forth a proposal to the Board of Trustees um, that would put a council on new and young member council member on each of the AAO's council and committees, uh, and those members would be determined uh, by the AAO president and the condom chair. Um, and this was a proposal that was approved by the Board of Trustees, which we were very thankful uh, for their insight in, and for their help in, in allowing this to move forward. And so this was approved. All of the appointments were made to all of the councils and committees uh, within the AEO, with one exception, and that was the Council on Scientific Affairs. That was the only, the only area that we did not place a representative onto. Uh, but I'm really happy to report, I mean, we're only in early July, and we've already had two council meetings and one committee. It was the Council on Healthcare, the Committee on Insurance, and the Council on Communications have all met this summer already where we've had the opportunity to have one of our condom representatives. They're serving the voice of new and young members and making sure that our message and what we would like to see happen within the association was heard by all of the various councils and, and the Board of Trustees as a whole. And from the feedback that our AAO liaison for condom, Brandon Hackworth, has received, and from some of the emails that I've received from various other council chairs, 
This has been very well received so far. They've been very happy with having a condom member. And uh, from the feedback we're getting directly from our own members serving, it's, they're excited. They're, they're willing to put in the work. I mean, we have to give our, our, our council members quite a, some credit as well um, because it, it's an extra commitment, but it's one that all of us were willing to make uh, because we, we feel a duty to represent the new and young members to the best of our ability. So a very exciting thing that was fortunately approved by the Board of Trustees, and we look forward to exciting things in the years to come with this collaboration. And while we're on the subject of governance, uh, the 2017 House of Delegates passed a resolution that is encouraging constituent organizations to include a new and younger member on each delegation, whether it's as an alternate or a delegate. Dr. Keith, how do you see this as benefiting the AAO, and and have you heard how this recommendation has been received by constituent organizations? Sure. Well, Pam, this actually gets back to uh, Resolution 1817, I believe it was, with a few uh, amended versions that came through the most recent meeting of the House of Delegates uh, in San Diego. Um, But the inception, again, of of this idea, um, I'd like to, if I could for a minute, give some credit to the Midwestern Society of Orthodontics, uh, to which I'm a member of, and uh, Dr. Aragash Garian, one of our our delegates, um, had been coming up with ideas and, and had the force really to to recognize that new and young members are, are a growing group and we need to involve them early. We need to involve them not only uh, in putting on membership meetings and, and membership socials and different things like that, but we need to involve them at the heart and soul of the AO and that's governance and that's the board of uh, the board of trustees. So uh, I've had the had the privilege of, of serving under Dr. Goshgarian and under Chair Dr. Spencer Pope within the MSO as an alternate delegate these last two years and and I can tell you Pam from my experience that Serving as a delegate really changed my entire perspective on leadership within the AAO, um, wanting to be involved, wanting to make a difference, and and that has really been a huge spark to me. And as we talked about these things within the MSO, um, and I had a chance to think about it, I knew that this opportunity really, I felt, changed my career uh, for the better, and I wanted others to have this opportunity. So. When, when this resolution initially came forward and having the opportunity to speak in reference committee in favor of it, um, a few tweaks w- went through it along the lines as it, as it was passed through. But ultimately, I, I think it was a, just a fantastic uh, proposal, and I'm thrilled that it was accepted uh, in the House of Delegates. And what that did was it was not a mandate that each constituency put a new and young member on their delegation, because that wasn't the intent of it, but it was an encouragement. Uh, We encouraged each delegation to uh, seek out a new and young member, either to serve as a delegate or an alternate delegate, because, again, we think that voice of new and young members is so important, uh, not only in the lower tiers of our association, but all the way up to the highest level, and that is governance. That is uh, the bylaws of our organization that we operate by. Um, and from the perspective that I have in looking at the way things played out in the House of Delegates and listening to this be debated in reference committee, it sure seemed to me like this was well-received, um, well-thought-of, and uh, 
I expect great contributions from the young members as a whole uh, that have the opportunity to serve in in delegation. So I'll really use this as my one my one pitch on here, Pam, to encourage all delegation chairs within within the different uh, constituency groups uh, of the AAO. Um, there's so much value to be had from having a new and young member on your your association and the perspective they can they can bring to the table. So I'd, we'd be greatly appreciative if you'd give consideration for for one of your positions at, at least to include a new and young member. Conum is a very busy council. Not only do you have your own meetings, and now you've got liaisons to all the different AEO councils and committees, there's also outreach and collaboration with other groups. For example, the ADA New Dentist Committee and new dentist groups at other specialty organizations. How did all of this collaboration come about, and, and how will this work of Conum help AAO members? Well, about a year ago, it was almost a, a year ago today, in June of 2016, Conum began the conversation with the ADA New Dentist Committee to try to find common ground, to find ways that we could support the ADA, um, in particular the New Dentist Committee, and how they could support the Council on New and Young Members and New and Young Members as a whole. Um, in, in, in terms of what are things that they're doing that are really well that we can incorporate into our profession as orthodontists, and vice versa, what are things that we're doing that, that they can use that not only helps out uh, the general dental members, but also helps out our, our new and young member orthodontists and, and our seasoned practitioners um, as well. And, and so as this has sort of been fostering or a relationship's been cultivating between uh, the Council on New and Young Members and the, the ADA and the ADA New Dentist Committee, we recently had a had another conversation and this was unique in that it not only involved this, this new dentist committee but it involved members or representatives from all of the specialty groups within dentistry and that was really eye-opening and, and I think what was most impressive or what I thought was was most kudos to our association of orthodontists was that as we talked about ideas that we're implementing within condom one thing that that grew great praise was our GORP, the Graduate Orthodontist Residence Program, and just how that's just such a great way to get new residents bought into the association and just informed about what we do. This is something that I believe it was only the Endodontic Association that was implementing something similar to this, and Brandon Hackworth and I took plenty of questions related to GORP and related to other things that we're doing as a council that they might take back to their their groups of young members, whether that's periodontics or endodontics or pediatric dentistry or what have you. So there's just there's just so much to be learned from collaboration and, and that gets back to our collaboration as new and young members on other councils within the AAO, our collaboration as new and young members on delegations and as new and young members within dentistry as a whole. So really exciting times all around. Dr. Keith Conum has been instrumental in development of the AAO town hall meetings. Let's talk a little bit about how many there have been, the results, and, and when the next ones uh, will be happening. Sure. Well, the AAO town hall, this is something that, that came about through um, an idea from Conum, and it was started uh, back in 2016. So to date, we've had three town halls. Um, at the 2016 annual session in Orlando was the kickoff event. We had one at the 2017 winter meeting in Fort Lauderdale, and we recently completed our third town hall at the annual session in San Diego. 
And this truly is an event that began geared towards new and young members and has evolved towards something involving membership at large. And it's an opportunity for members' voices to be heard. Um, if you remember, one of the first things I talked about is what was our goal of Condom? Well, it's to be that voice of new and young members. Well, the town hall is providing an opportunity for the membership at large to have their voices heard, to not have to send emails and wait for responses, to not have to make phone calls, to be uh, right in the firing line, as we say, to have your representatives of the AAO in front of you and to discuss what is it that the AAO is doing well, or what are upcoming initiatives of the AAO, but also what are things you'd like to see changed? What are things you'd like to see the organization focused on um, speaking specifically about the recent annual session town hall that we had in San Diego, we had a board of trustee member, we had the executive director, we had the AAO's director of communications, and we had the condom chair. So a nice breadth of experience and everyone bringing uh, a different area of expertise to answer whatever question really at, at large that came from anyone in attendance, but equally so we offered this up on Facebook, um, and we had a great deal of interest online and through social media in following this, whether they watched it live as it was streaming or recorded. And another neat thing is we were actually able to take questions from social media live as it happened and ask our panelists. So it's, it's a great attempt by Conum and by the association, by the Board of Trustees, to say, hey, we are a member-driven organization. We are here to serve you. Tell us how we can serve you better. And this is something I hope will only grow as we continue to plan future town hall events uh, coming up in 2018 as we get to the winter meeting and to the annual session. And speaking of annual session, uh, Conum has really been the guiding force behind the annual session's new orthodontist and resident conference. Can you tell us some specifics about that program? This is a, a program that's offered at every annual session, and um, it was offered to new and young members and to residents, so those members in their first 10 years out, and to anyone that's currently in an orthodontic residency program. And we broke this program into two halves, if you will. It was a 90-minute session, and at our recent event, we had Chris Benson um, talking about changes in job opportunities and the ever-evolving job market that is orthodontics and as a specialty, especially critical for residents. Yeah, that are graduating and want to know, hey, what, where am I going to be working? What are the opportunities look like? Where do the best opportunities lie regionally and in what type of practice opportunities? So Chris gave a great lecture uh, geared towards those type of topics. But even more exciting was the roundtables that we had afterwards. And what we did was we sought out members from the association that had specialty areas of interest and we set them up in roundtables, and I'm just going to quickly run through them because it just shows how, how much information that our, our members were had in front of them at this conference. And we had roundtables ranging from everywhere from choosing and working with an attorney to resume preparation, growing the practice through social media, how to implement technology within your practice, how to manage a team, manage the practice, market the practice. How do you get insurance? Uh, a great question for young members. I mean, what insurance 
you need, and how do you go about getting that? How do you get financing for a new practice to purchase a practice? And what about DSO employment opportunities? What's out there? And how do you pay back all of these student loans? So we had 11 or 12 roundtables with experts ranging from new and young members all the way to members who had been in the profession of 30 and 40 years guiding these tables. You know, Pam, this was intended to be about 45 minutes, and it went for a solid hour and a half with basically having to, to have the staff of the hotel shut the doors. So we were just pleased with how well this went over and, and how well the a member benefit that this is for our members, and we look forward to only growing on this at next year's annual session in Washington, D.C., Dr. Keith, for new and younger members in the audience, if they'd like to voice their concerns or contribute their suggestions regarding the AAO, should they contact their Conum representative? And if so, um, how do they find out who represents them on Conum? Absolutely. Again, we are here to work for them. We're, we're simply the voices of the new and young members, and we, if we don't hear from you, we don't know what the wishes are. So, so we would love to hear from any of the new and young members throughout the association. And the best way to do that is to go to the AAO, AAO's website, aaoinfo.org, and click on the governance task. And a few more clicks away, you can search out uh, council representatives, really from any of the councils. So if you've got a special interest in speaking to your constituent representative that's on the Council on Communications or on the Council on Healthcare or Government Affairs, what have you, that's how you can find them. But each condom member is listed on the governance page uh, with contact information and just waiting and ready to hear from new and young members because really that's, they're, they're our guiding force. So we, we need to hear from them in order to plan the future of of our council and the direction that new and young members want us to take things. Dr. Keith, if there are orthodontists who are listening to our podcast who are not AAO members, especially those who might be relatively recent graduates and in practice just for a few years, what advice would you give them about choosing AAO membership? Well, well, Pam, I just, I really want to hearken back to, because I think it was such an important quote, and it was when Dr. McNamara said, you're, you now belong to something greater than yourself, and there are so many benefits to being an AAO member, but you have to seek out those benefits. The AAO does a great job of showing you and telling you over and over through various different mediums of communication what those benefits are, but it's up to the individual member to take advantage of, of those to find out what's most, uh, what most pertain to them and, and what it is that they would like to gain from being an association's member. But I think we always have to remember that the AAO is its a member-driven organization. Without interaction, like you just mentioned, and without members' voices, our, our association can't go anywhere. The Board of Trustees uh, is acting on behalf of all of our membership and is acting on the wishes of membership. And one thing that I've learned more than anything after serving in this position, serving on Conum for the last two years, is that the AAO and specifically the Board of Trustees, is listening. Just be that voice. They hear everything that comes their way 
they respond to everything that comes their way and they are active and willing to make change but they have to hear what those changes are or they don't know what direction to take things so be active be involved and and that's what we're trying to do as a council and we're hoping that through our activities that we encourage other new and young members to take up the same mantle. Dr. Keith, thank you for taking time today to tell our podcast audience about the AAO Council on New and Younger Members and the wide range of work that Conum is doing. My pleasure, Pam. Looking forward to our next one. Thank you again for hosting this. Thank you. I look forward to the next one as well. And our guest has been Dr. Daniel Keith, the chair of CONUM, the AAO Council on New and Younger Members.